Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Hey, you're back for another episode. Today, we're talking all about the five things that you must have in place in order to build know, like, and trust. Now, if you've ever heard that in order to be able to make more sales or to make any sales at all, you have to have that know, like, and trust factor, and yet you've been struggling to figure out what the heck is no like and trust like how does that actually work what is the process and what are some of the skills or the tools or the techniques or even the tactics that you can put in place in order to help you to do this you're in luck because i have broken it down into five things that i believe will make things very very simple for you to be able to start doing just that okay so Let's dive into today's episode around know, like, and trust. When I first started um, offline sales in corporate, to be honest, we didn't talk a lot about know, like, and trust. And what I want you to think about is if you are selling right now for a well-established brand, a business, and they already have a lot of goodwill, meaning that there's a reputation that's built up, it is a real thing. Like goodwill is a line item on most uh, big companies' financial statements, meaning that there is a dollar amount that it is attached to their reputation. That's what represents goodwill. Now, as a small business owner, that is probably not something that you have the ability to control for your business. Like you can't put a line item on your financial statement saying goodwill equals X amount. However, there is a way for you to be able to still tap into this goodwill, which is know, like, and trust. And know that it gets built up over time and that certain people do it faster than others. And it's going to depend on your niche or niche and as well as on you. So here are the five things. We're gonna dive in really deep and go really quick. So grab your paper, grab your pen. If you need to take notes, you can come back and re-listen to this episode as well. So I know that when I first started and a lot of the clients that came to me, they were really frustrated because they kept hearing this over and over and over again, right? Like if you are in marketing or sales or both, as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, chances are you're doing all of the things and you're doing all the things related to sales and marketing, which means that building know, like, and trust is the foundation for what you're building in your business. And yet, very few people talk about how do you do it? Like, how do you build know, like, and trust with the people? So these are the five things. We're going to be breaking down more components of this in in upcoming episodes. But for today, we're going to look at this at a high level. So the first thing is to be authentic and ultimately be nice. And I know that that sounds really weird because if you're a hard-nosed or a tough love coach or you just are very blunt and direct, which is kind of like me, but regardless of what your natural personality style is, I'm gonna tell you that 
more than likely you are a kind and considerate person and the nicer that you are and this is not about being a pushover or a doormat this is about just being uh you know kind to your fellow human just be human and if you think about the golden rule do unto others as you would like to be done unto you that is probably the easiest way to go about doing this number one thing which is to be authentic to you and to be nice. It doesn't mean that you need to be a pushover or a doormat or uh, a bully or even like a bull in a china shop. It means that you are you and you don't need to, to tame yourself. You don't need to tone down. You don't need to uh, put on a front or to act as if you are anybody else other than yourself. Please know that when I say be nice, you probably already are. Uh, I know that if you're listening to this podcast episode, that chances are you're extremely nice. You are a giver, you love to be in service, and that you are trying to be as helpful as you possibly can. So you already have a leg up. Now, the number one thing that I find most people uh, forget to be, especially if you're running your own show, like you're running your own business, is to be authentic. You don't have to fit the mold. You don't have to do it how everybody else does it. When I realized this, because I struggled with this part when I first started my business, one of my mentors was extremely introverted. And although I am introverted as well, and I grew up deathly shy, after years of being around people, and my younger sister is a huge extrovert, like huge extrovert. We used to sleep in the same bed up until we were about seven years old. And uh, even to this day, she would rather that we all lived in the same house altogether. That's how extroverted she is. She just loves being around people. So if you can imagine that um, I have now grown to be more extroverted, I really just enjoy being around people, but not all the time. Now, this mentor of mine really is she gets drained. She gets drained from being around people. And when I realized that the business model that she had set up was done in such a way that it supported her personality, it, it supported her introvertedness. And it was, for me at least, a little too isolating. I needed more interaction with people. I needed to be able to communicate with the people that I was helping in a more direct and deep fashion. And as a result, that wasn't authentic to me. And I struggled a long time because I thought I was doing it wrong. And I thought that if I didn't build relationships in the way that she had, that I was not as likable, that I was not going to be as trustworthy, that I was not actually going to be able to be known as that go-to expert because it didn't look the same way as hers. And this, the reason why I'm sharing this with you today is because it's really important that no matter what anybody else says, whether that's me or any other expert that you're listening to, that you have to be true to yourself. And the only one that knows that in and out is you. And I'm giving you permission today to stop doing things that don't feel good. Stop doing things that don't feel true to you. Now, this doesn't mean that everything that you do in your business is going to feel hunky-dory and like unicorns and rainbows because you're building a business. It's hard. It's difficult. It is uncomfortable doing things that you've never done before. But how I know the difference is when things feel very heavy and they just feel uncomfortable to the point where it doesn't feel like me. It feels like I'm wearing a costume. It feels like a mask that is stifling my inner 
soul and the person that I'm called to be. And if that feels like you right now, then I would ask that you do a bit of a gut check and see is somewhere along the line, am I being inconsistent or incongruent or inauthentic to who I am, knowing that you're going to pivot and evolve and change over time. So what once felt okay may no longer be that way. So for me, uh, doing a business that was completely based on one-on-one coaching and consulting work was no longer appropriate. It was burning me out. And I was finding myself in the same place that I was, gosh, four, five short years ago now in my corporate job. And I didn't want that life for myself. And so I had to choose to make a choice and be more authentic to the new person that I was and not hold on to what was serving me before. So today, I want you to be able to do the same. So that's number one, be authentic and nice. Number two is to be consistent. Now, I know right now you're probably groaning at me because you're thinking, oh, Susan, I like to be spontaneous. I like to just go by the whim. Uh, I like to be inspired. I wait for divine downloads. You name it, I've heard it. I've done some of those things. And I'm gonna tell you that when I am more consistent, I make more sales because people know what to rely on. They know that they can rely on me and they can trust me. And the more that you see people, the more that you build a relationship. And that is the cornerstone. And so it's really about expectations. Now, this does not mean that you need to be everywhere and all the things to all the people. It means that whatever is consistency for you, that you stick with that. If that means, so one of my clients, um, started in her business and she said, I can't do content every day. I just can't. I don't like writing. I don't like creating that kind of stuff. It's really hard for me. And so when we had sat down and decided, okay, what could you be consistent with? What's a schedule that would work for you? She was also the mom of a very busy toddler. And she said, I think I could create three times a week. Three times a week feels very doable. It feels like it would still be fun and exciting and that I would be able to meet that expectation without killing myself and that without it feeling like a chore. It's great. Fabulous. And so she is consistently doing content three times a week. I think now, because um, we've stopped working together, but I still check in on her from time to time, uh, she's been doing it more consistently shorter spurts and focusing on video because guess what? That is really easy for her. She can get inspired and know that she can pop in and do a quick live video for her community every single day for less than five minutes if she needs to. So I want you to think for yourself, what does consistency look for, for you? For me, when I started, it was creating daily content, um, daily content. And I did that once a week. So every Sunday after dinner, I would sit down and I would write and I would write all of my posts, all of my content for the week. Now I would take notes and I would, you know, jot down ideas through the week as I went along, but that allowed me to be consistently showing up and sharing content and being of value and being of service to my audience every single day. So what is your commitment to yourself to be consistent for those who are are looking for you, that are waiting on you, and that are counting on you to show up. So that's number two. Number three is to be relatable. Now, none of us really um, admire the gurus for the most part. I mean, we might, but what I want you to think about is 
Oprah didn't turn into Oprah overnight. That sounds weird, but I hope you get what I mean. Because when Oprah started her TV show, she was a journalist, right? She was somebody who had just uh, come fresh off of broadcasting news and was starting to talk about everyday people. So she was like you and I, she was just another person doing another job that she really loved doing and sharing that experience with the world. And her platform grew bigger and bigger and bigger, the more consistently she showed up and the more that she provided that value and that service to other people. And when she first started, a lot of the things that she shared, her weight loss journey, her uh, struggles with different things that had happened in her childhood with abuse and family relationships um, and being a black woman on TV, like all of these things that she shared with us were very relatable to her audience. And I think that that was the reason why she built up such a reputation and a cult-like following from such an early, early start. And it just has kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And so now when we look at her decades later in her career, it is a massive impact that she has had. And she is maybe no longer as relatable <laughs> as she once was, but that didn't start that way. That didn't happen overnight. It happened um, when she started and it happens when you start and when you share and when you allow people to know who you are. Again, people don't buy from other brands. Even though you might have a brand, people buy from people. And the reason why we buy from people is because they are like you and I. And the more that you can share that you are like you and I, the more that people can actually connect with you. And that ultimately builds the biggest know, like, and trust trust being the ultimate component of this because people will know you they will like you but the reason why they they get to trust you is because you're consistently showing up over time you are allowing them to see behind the scenes or that personal side of you and you are being able to connect with them in a way that it makes them feel heard and understood and that's ultimately what we all want from one another we want to be heard we want to be understood we want to know that we matter and that above and beyond everything else is the reason why people connect to us and with that connection even if people don't buy from us we create a raving loyal fan base. Those are the people that send us customers. Those are the people that share your products and services with everybody that they know about. Those are the people that will buy all of your stuff, no matter what it is, because they really don't care so much about the product or the service. They care more about you because you care about them. And all of it comes back to this piece around being relatable. Number four is get visible. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, especially if you're introverted, oh, what did she say again? I'm saying it again, a little louder for those in the back, get visible. <laughs> now, now, this does not mean that you need to feel exposed. It means that you need to show up in the places where your ideal clients, the people that you are trying to connect with, are going to be. And you don't have to use video, although I do highly recommend it. It makes the connection happen much, much faster. But here's the thing. You don't have to have your face on video if you don't want. Uh, I know that there have been several of my clients and uh, my colleagues who have loved doing tutorial 
tutorial videos, tutorial style videos where you're teaching something using slides or showing something on a screen or simply, I mean, even if you're an artist, drawing as people are watching you from a top-down view where it's just your hand. It doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be overwhelming and it doesn't have to be scary, but it does mean that you're going to be pushing yourself outside of the comfort zone, especially if you are more on that introverted nature or if you are shyer, if you are more private, which I completely understand because building a personal brand has been the biggest lesson for me in this journey after years of being almost like reclusive with the information that I share and, and always being in charge and not wanting to tell people about my personal life. You don't have to overshare, but you do need to share something. You do need to be able to be relatable, which we covered off in the last point, but ultimately you want to, you want to share, you want to show up. And what I want you to think about is how can you do that in a way that feels comfortable for you? Because we go back to number one, which is be authentic. The main intention behind being visible is to allow you to connect with the people that you're here to serve. So think about strategic ways that you can get visible. Does that mean that you go into closed groups or closed memberships, masterminds, uh, joint ventures, that you go into other businesses and do presentations just for their staff, their teams, their employees, their clients? Think about ways where you can still show up, still get visible in a way that allows you to connect with other people that ultimately are potentially your ideal clients and the people that you're here to serve because that is the whole purpose behind you doing this and it, if you are visible then people are going to get to know you and that's the first step right that's the first step in building that know like and trust because if they don't know who you are they don't ever see you they don't know what you're all about they can't move down that relationship of liking you and then trusting you enough to purchase from you and then the last piece is to be the expert. Now, this is especially important when you're selling because people don't buy from people who aren't experts. And I know that sounds funny because you probably don't even think about why you buy, but I want you to think about even places like Amazon and some of your most tr trusted online retailers. The reason why you buy from them is because you have a certain level of faith and trust and belief that what you buy is actually going to show up, that the cost that you have paid, the, the price that you have given to them is actually justified, that you're not going to be penalized or cheated, and that the thing that you asked for is going to arrive in the way that it needs to arrive, right? Like safe and sound, that it is intact, that it, you've gotten exactly what you've asked for, and that there's nothing missing, that you're not going to be surprised unexpectedly in a bad way. Now, because of that, they are the go-to expert. Like, I don't know about you, but I bought almost all of my holiday presents, my Christmas gifts through Amazon mostly because I don't like going shopping anymore. But the other part is they make it just so, so easy. I've, they've, they've already gained my trust over years of me buying slowly but surely and taking advantage of that Amazon Prime membership, but being able to know that when I buy things, it gets delivered. And if I have a problem, it gets taken care of. And so what I want you to think about for yourself is if you are the expert for your people, and you are building that know, like, and trust, they are going to trust 
that you have the knowledge that they need. They're going to trust that you are the person that can help solve their problem. They're going to trust that what you say is actually true and that you can deliver what it is that you promise. So for all of those reasons, it is really important that you don't diminish your expertise. If anything, you need to highlight it. You need to make sure that you toot your own horn and let people know why you're such a, a good expert at what it is that you do. The years that you have spent, the heartache, the tears, the frustration, the courses, the curriculums, the certifications, the drudgery that you've had to sit through in order to give them the shortcuts that will help expedite their results. So today we were talking all about the five things that will help you to build know, like, and trust because know, like, and trust is essential. It's a building block. It's a foundational piece for how we sell. Without it, people don't buy from us. Without it, people don't follow us. Without it, people don't engage with us. And we don't build our prospects. We don't build our fans. We don't build our audiences. And it's really important that as somebody who is selling actively in your business, that you don't lose sight of building no like, and trust on a constant and continual basis in order to build your sales pipeline, to fill your sales funnels, and more importantly, to just connect with people. So I hope this was helpful for you. If you need more help and support, make sure that you've grabbed your spot over in our Sales Mastery Society doors, depending on when you're listening to this, doors may be opening soon, but if you've missed it for whatever reason, get yourself on the wait list because that way you're always the first to know when we open the doors again. Um, you can grab your spot. All the, the links and information will be over in the show notes. Go ahead and take a look so that you can make sure that you don't miss out the next time that we open those doors so that you can get some help around how to continue to build those critical relationships, keep building your know, like, and trust with the people that are counting on you the most. Thanks so much, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe and leave us a review in case you haven't had an opportunity to do that. It allows us to help so many more people if you are able to share and let us know how we're doing in your neck of the woods. And if you haven't already joined my waitlist for Sales Mastery Society, my exclusive community where I share way more information like you've been enjoying here on this podcast, what are you waiting for? The doors are going to be opening up soon and I am super excited to be celebrating your success next. You could be just like some of my clients inside of the community where we have been celebrating brand new clients, $195,000 in sales in two days, being able to exceed incomes left behind with jobs from being a professor and all other kinds of wins that have been so, so amazing to be able to celebrate. Grab your seat. The link is below and we will see you on the other side. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time. Thank you.